Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Joe, Max, did you have a chance to watch CPAC? I did not. I did not. Oh, no, I've, I've like been dealing with something a little bigger. Okay. You want to <clears throat> talk about it? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. So... Um, I got doxxed over the weekend by a person named Catherine Redman. Catherine Redman, um, I'm just going to read this for you, is a paid hitman by the radical left. Cat, she, what does she, it mean to be doxxed? Dox mean they, they dox you, DCF guns. They dox DCF guns. So we got uh, probably 70 negative reviews on DCF. And so what we did is took screenshots of it, called the lawyer this morning and said, I want to sue every one of them. Every single one of them we're going to go through and we're going to gather information on them. We're going to sue them all, every single one of them. So, um, and the penalties are treble damages, which Max, tell everyone what treble damages mean. It's triple. Triple. So every dollar that I spend, they're going to have to pay $3 in damages for coming after DCF guns. So, um, but I got doxxed by this person named Catherine Redman. She says she's a public relations arsonist, that's what she calls herself, and issues advocacy pioneer. If you go further down into what it says about her, she says she's a dynamic consultant in public and media relations plus policy and issues advocacy. A utility player, I practice in every aspect of communications, telling the stories, pushing the narrative, and shaping opinions. When developing a story, I examine every angle, words matter, stories compel, messages connect. She's basically saying that she's a liar. And she lied. And spread a story saying that I stood against Ukraine. That's not what I said. I said I stood against the regime in Ukraine. And anybody who knows me knows that I don't stand for any war, nor would I ever. So we, uh, we start with suing her, and then we just get down the line with everybody else and lump them in together and then go after them. And since it's in Douglas County, it should be an interesting um, lawsuit. So we've been dealing with that all weekend. Now, the, the, the other part about this is that the amount of stress and hate that has been spewed by these people who forget that, this, that a gun store and range are covered by the Constitution. It's the only business that is actually guaranteed by the Constitution. But there's a there's a there's an amendment that comes before the Second Amendment, Max. What is that amendment? Uh, First Amendment. Last and time wh- I checked. Why is that so important? There was a lot of things in the First Amendment. Now what's the primary? Right. Freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, yeah. freedom to petition the government for a redress of grievances, right? Freedom of religion. There's lots of stuff in it. So let's talk about the freedom of speech. It's, I, I guess, by their definition, it's only freedom of speech if you agree with them. Right? Is that, is that the new freedom of speech? Freedom of speech only applies if you agree with them. Well, 
yeah, I, I think there's always a difference between what the First Amendment restricts is government action. So like over the weekend, we filed copyright strikes against people who were taking clips of this show, um, yep. editing them, yeah. and then passing them off um, in a way that would make people confused and think that it's their show. Um, so we filed copyright claims against them. That's not violating their freedom of speech. Um, it's upholding our copyright. Uh, well, of which, of, of which, yes, we will be filing a lawsuit in order to make sure that they cannot use those clips. Yes, so we will be doing that. Follow it up with a lawsuit. That's the whole thing about it. Like, like this. Well, is the last three people show. we've sued, you, you don't have to be here. I've had to write us checks for attorneys' fees. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, but no one has to pay to watch this show. This is a free show. So the idea that someone needs to go out there and there's a couple of these people, um, they mainly go after you but they take clips of the show and they'll do like five clips in a row. Yeah. There's really no reason for that. They're, they're not making They're not actually criticizing the show, the production of the show. They're just basically saying this happened on the show. Well, that's nice. I'm glad that you noticed that X, Y, and Z happened. There's no actual reason for them to be taking content and posting it as their own. They could just as easily link to any of the free places that the show is available. Yeah. Um, so they claim that this is fair use. The problem is, when they make a clip of a show and they don't actually add any of their own commentary, any of their own critique to the video itself, they're relying on the text in the tweets next to it to be their commentary. The problem is when you upload a video, it's the video that's the violation of the copyright, not the text. And anything that's posted on Twitter in, in terms of a video can be downloaded and viewed on its own just by accessing the raw video file. So absent them, like what we do, right? Talking head, a little floating head on the screen, talking about a clip, they're not doing that. So they're violating our nope. copyright. So they came, they were posting, oh, they don't they don't believe in the First Amendment. First Amendment is it protects you from the government shutting down your speech. It doesn't protect you from from going after other people. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's a you know, I had a meeting with my pastor this morning and he's like, Joe, um, you you've gotta, you know, you, you gotta at some point turn the other cheek. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let them bully people into submission. I have no interest in it. And I know a lot of people that believe in Jesus, that follow Jesus, that are of the impression that right now these evil people are doing evil deeds to a lot of people. And someone has to stand up to them. So I'm going to continue to stand up against them. But this particular person... You know, and the the fact that we have copyright people that are putting stuff out there, it's it's a it's a it's an attack based on the success that we have in waking people up. Otherwise, they just wouldn't say anything. Think about that. Yeah. The effect that we're having is why they do it, or they would say nothing. And, pe and people don't realize how much fun I do have filing copyright claims. It's one of my one, you of, my, like doing one it. of my most favorite hobbies. Yeah, I enjoy it. I actually they, gotten pretty good at it over the last twenty four hours, forty eight hours. I got down to a science. I can I can file a claim now in like twenty seconds. Can you really? Just with a copy paste job, yeah. Because I've done it so many times, the form fields now auto auto fill out. <laughs> so I don't actually have to do anything. I just <laughs> can go through it in twenty seconds. But yeah, no. So they're going after DCF guns. I mean, I, I, I that's pretty obvious. I mean, you've you've publicly said that you are an owner. Yep. Um, it's all listed online. So, yeah, it's pretty scummy that they're doing that, and that violates it's also the, illegal. Term, the terms of service 
and it's illegal. It's illegal. Um, it's called cyberbullying. It's also called cyber harassment. The penalties are really, really stiff. And Douglas County is in the most red part of the state. Um, it's pretty cut and dry. If you look at the 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 the, the things behind cyberbullying and uh, um, falsifying reviews based on political indifference or not having experience or putting something where you just put uh, the review in and it falls in that line, you're all subject to the same parameters. And since we keep video for, I think it's six months to a year, we keep video. Uh, we have video on all of those people not walking into there before they did a review and not having any conversations with us because we record everything because we have to deal with the ATF. And so, yeah. you know, people are like, well, why would you bother? And I would tell you, I want people to have to understand that their behavior has consequences. It has consequences. And frankly, I'm not yeah. going to be bullied. But I do want to thank all the people that support us. Oh, it is. It's a form of defamation. Oh, yes. Yeah. But not just you, against DCF, but against me personally. My lawyer's having a heyday. They're like, well, we can put in the New York Times. We can put in uh, Catherine Redman that uh, she's not acting as a journalist when she put that up there because of how she actually wrote it. I mean, we're, we're, we're going through the whole thing. And I spent the, uh, the better part of the weekend um, paying for a lawyer at $450 an hour for eight to 10 hours that says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to absolutely, this is something that they're not going to be able to defend. And they're going to all have to go get lawyers independently. Every single one of them is going to have to go get an independent attorney. Every single one of them. So... Good luck. And that's what kind of gets fun with this with this clown Chase Woodruff, um, the guy who has been. And then this is how, this is what they do, right? They they take the clip of our show, they put present it in a way that could make people believe that it's the official version, yeah. and then they get picked up by the New York Times. So the New York Times sends all of the traffic over to them. Yep. And people believe that that's the authoritative source. You go to his page. He says he's he's a reporter who reports on environmental and economic policy, and he writes a newsletter about books. And then he claims that when he talks about our podcast, it's it's in a journalistic capacity. Well, he's not. That that, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. They they love to use that the cover that oh no we're journalists. Well no it's all it is possible for you to be a journalist and also be talking about things in your personal capacity. Yeah. So we're I mean look we're we're just gonna have we're we're gonna go after him right and we are um, you know we did file something at Facebook that will probably drop this week. Now, for those of you who don't know, we, we won a bunch of school boards. FEC United was, uh, you know, helped with and volunteered for to go out and stand for school boards across the country that were standing against DEI, which is diversity, um, equity, and inclusion, and CRT, um, critical race theory and gender fluidity and porn in schools. So we're standing up against that for the betterment of kids, and uh, they didn't like it. So Facebook, right after the election, um, I think it was in January, took down FEC United's Facebook page. Never given a strike or anything else, never told that what we did was wrong. They just took it down because we were too effective in helping school boards get turned over to the parents. And they want to blame FEC United. It wasn't FEC United. It was parents that stood up and got pissed off. So, again, it's the, it's the fight that we're in collectively against communism and against the, the radical ideologies that is leading us to be a target. But we're going to continue to speak yeah. truth. This podcast is sponsored by the Liberty Cigar Company. Liberty Cigars is a great Patriot-owned company, and you got to check it out because they have a fantastic product, a great smoke, but they also make sure that they teach history, and it's all historically branded. So it, it really is a great present for anyone in your life who loves to smoke and also loves American history. Liberty Cigar Company has assembled 
the first six presidents into one beautiful new cigar collection, which rolled out right on President's Day, so you can still get some before they run out. These great men guided our nation in an early part of our history that's known as the Early Republic. So that's the name of this of this package, the Early Republic. Each cigar mirrors the personality of the one so honored. The set includes a George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar. I had one when I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago, and they really are fantastic. Each one's different. Each one has a different body. Each one has a different shape. So it really is a great collection. In honor of President's Day, the conservative daily audience will receive a 17.76% discount on the Early Republic series. So normally it's priced at $89, but with this, you're going to get a bunch off. So head on over to LibertyCigars.com and make sure you use promo code Liberty to get this amazing discount. But and that's great. a fight. Oh. That's a fight that we're going to, if you don't already know everyone, uh, that's a fight we're not going to have to do alone. Donald Trump over the weekend, without officially de declaring, yeah. got pretty much as close as he has ever gotten to declaring that he is running again in 2024. Now, the reason that he has held off, the reason that most politicians hold off until actual campaign year is because once you formally declare, you have to file all this stupid paperwork with the FEC. Um, all, uh, like, all, everyone's looking at you. Everyone's nitpicking all of your, your financial disclosures. Um, so that's why usually what we hear politicians and say they're thinking about it then they launch an exploratory committee which is just a pack they'll fundraise through the pack and then they'll transition that over to a campaign when they're ready to actually file all the paperwork but trump this weekend came pretty much as close as you can get to saying i'm running without making a formal declaration that would get the fec not fec night but the fec the federal um, agency on his we do have a clip of that joe just so everyone knows i'm not making this up mr producer let's play cut zero they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th and then again even more so on November 2024. They will find out like never before. We did it twice and we'll do it again. We're going to be doing it again a third time. 2022 will be the year that millions of everyday citizens stand up to the left-wing fascists, and they'll continue, and we will all continue together to make America great again. That's pretty much as close as you can get, Joe. Say we that did, is really, we says we did, we did it twice, <laughs> but he didn't say it, which is good. He didn't say good. it. He didn't say it. So there's plausible deniability. Uh, is that, oh, that's not what I meant, FEC regulators. Uh, but he's in. It's pretty clear he's in. DeSantis, based on his speech, don't have any clips from it, but it's pretty clear DeSantis is in. Um, I hope it doesn't become a scorched earth primary. I hope that they can get along. I'd love to see DeSantis as a vice president uh, on, on the ticket. I definitely know that Mike Pence isn't going to be on the ticket this time. He is definitely not going to be. He's going to try to be on the ticket. He's been trying to, re to reclaim his his uh, glory, uh, but he can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Also safe and, to say that Bill Barr is not going to be um, in the cabinet. Did so, you see what he came out this, this weekend? No. Bill Barr's writing a book, of course. They're all writing books. Oh, yeah, book. And he's, yeah. telling, he's telling everyone to abandon Trump, that Trump shouldn't be the nominee, and he's bringing the Republican Party down. 
that's he's Bill bringing the Republican Party down while more yeah. people wake well, up on the well, radical the, left. The bringing it down. That's me. That's me paraphrasing it. But he said Trump shouldn't be the nominee. We shouldn't be. We should move on. Move move on from Trump. But but, but what are we? We're not moving. It's not Trump that actually is what we're we're moving towards. It's freedom. I want people to understand that Trump is just, he's just a catalyst for us waking up and getting people to, to run for office that, that are just like him, that, that want to have America first, that want to look at how do we protect our, our, our own people in this country. You know, there was a study that came out, Max, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a study that came out, it was printed in the Epoch Times, and it talked about, you know, going through all the data and, and looking at the uh, progressive ideas. Did you see that? Did you see that article at all? Mm-hmm. No, so progr- I did not. Uh, progressive I, I don't have a membership over there. I don't have a membership over there, and so many of their articles are behind a paywall, so I don't usually go over there unless the, I click a link. What's it say? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in here so you can share your screen if you want. Um, but socialist policies are destructive, have never brought prosperity, econ- economist Robert uh, Ganetsky uh, wrote. Buying economic policy are absolutely progressive socialists. And so it goes in. And it's behind the paywall, and I, I don't, I mean, I, I am a member, but I, I don't want to go through it right now. But after years of data accumulation and analysis, top U.S. economist Robert Ganetsky found that progressive or socialist policies are destructive and can only bring America away from prosperity. He also said the Biden administration's economic policies are absolute progressive or socialist. Now, the reason why that's important is because we, we start, if we start just looking at the policies themselves, you know, my pastor this morning said, Joe, can you, can you do me a favor? Can you step away from the people for a minute and just talk about the policies so that you can get people to realize the policies themselves are not good? And President Trump has written, has maybe done, I've done probably similar things to what President Trump has, and I've come out and called them um, bad people, evil people, because I believe it is evil. But in, in reality, there's nothing, Max, is there any progressive policy that has actually led to prosperity? Any? not welfare not really no not really no abortion i mean i mean like like maybe like true true poverty maybe they could claim that welfare might have helped them but overall welfare hurts more than it helps it creates government dependency right i mean i'm sure there's someone out there who literally didn't even have um a cent to his name who can now claim that they're better off that's what the affordable care act was all about right picking right. winners and losers they just decide to make most Americans be the losers. Obviously, there's some winners. They have some winners in mind. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a negative. But I'm, but I mean, we we saw that uh, Sean Smith um, got in a shouting co- match with Matt. Um, what's that guy's name? Guys, Matt. Uh, what's the the guy's name? Secretary of State's for Colorado. He's the head of that. I, I should know at the top of my tongue. Anyway, they got in a shouting match at a, at a meeting. And Sean said, I will challenge you to sit down and bring as many people as you want, ask as many questions as you want to a debate about the, the policies related to the election fraud. And I'll say the same thing. I, I would challenge any progressive at all. And I've had these conversations. And I've, I've asked him, I said, okay, give me, give me a, a progressive policy that's led to prosperity, as, you know, especially for minorities. I'm going to just talk there. Especially for minorities that have been, you know, have had – generational poverty and that's typically what happens is generational i mean it happens over and over and over again and you'll see that you didn't think that they could get any poorer and they're like hold my beer next generation gets even poorer and then you know you get okay hold my beer and it gets even poorer 
until all of a sudden you're at a place where you can take it down, Max, where there's nothing left. It. What's that? <laughs> I don't control my, sc- I don't control my screen. Right. I could take it down, but then you'd see my desktop and all my messy icons. So, I mean, it's, uh, I just look at this and I go, where, where we're at as a country. Yeah. I mean, let, let's just, if we just take, take a deep breath. I fight for a reason. President Trump fights for a reason, but President Trump is not, you're not, you're never going to run away from President Trump because President Trump is just the leader in that position with those, that ideology of America first behind him is someone else that's going to walk into it. And you've seen this catalyst kind of happen where president Trump went as close to saying that he's running again. We're saying that it's confirmed. We probably shouldn't say it's confirmed. No, because we don't know. It is. I mean, he just he just said everything he could possibly say, minus like here's the paperwork, it's officially filed. Yeah. Um, before this, he's been like, "Hey, I think you're all gonna be excited." You know, before this, he'd say, "I think you're all gonna like when I when I make the announcement." This is very much as close as you can get. Pretty but it's not there yet. I mean, it's close, but it's not there. It's yet. as close as you can get without it being a negative, because at this point, it would be a negative for him to say he's running. Because then he has to hire the accountants. It's just a complete mess. It, it would be a complete mess. You know what also is a complete mess, Joe? Yeah. The health insurance industry. Did you know that 250,000 people with health insurance went bankrupt last year? It's a shocking, shocking number. Health insurance is not paying for people's coverage anymore. It is, uh, it's, it's a huge negative, which is why we're proud and happy to be partnering with Crowd Health this week. Crowd Health is a, it's not really insurance, right? It's, it's where people come together and they help pay each other's medical bills. So check well, it out. The way new. it works is you pay, you pay one low monthly total to fund your account, and then you get access to the Crowd Health community. Usually it's less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly contribution leads directly to, uh, directly funds and reduces the healthcare cost of the community. You'll pay $500 for the first health event and the rest gets submitted to the crowd health community members for funding. So unlike insurance, you're not limited by what doctor networks you're, you're going to, what hospitals you're going to when you're looking for care. So here's how it works. Right now, you can get your first six months for $99 a month. That's almost 50% off their normal price and a lot less than what you get from a high deductible health insurance plan. So go to joincrowdhealth.com and you're going to use promo code freedom at sign up. Again, that's join crowdhealth.com promo code freedom to get nine, it, it down to $99 a month for your first six months. Full disclosure, crowd health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare terms and conditions may apply. And yes, you can have health insurance and also have crowd health. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, you can do both. So head on over to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code freedom to get that sweet deal. This podcast is sponsored by Enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. We have partnered with Enerforce to launch these free Our People t-shirts, which if you haven't checked them out, you need to make sure you go to their website and check them out. These are t-shirts that are going to support the January 6th prisoners, both getting them um, good legal representation, also helping family members fly out to see them because many of them haven't seen their family in a long, long time. We partnered with Enerforce because they already give some of their proceeds to veterans organizations. We wanted to partner with them so we could help get some assistance to the January 6th prisoners. So here's how Enerforce.com works. When you buy a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or any of the other apparel or items that they have for sale on their site, you get entered into win 
a different prize of the week. Right now, it's a Ford F450 with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick, plus $20,000 in cold hard cash. So yeah, when you purchase this t-shirt, you're going to get entries into win that. But as a bonus for listeners of this show, when you purchase any of the items and use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get a thousand bonus entries to win. It really is a no-brainer. You can also use promo code CD10 to get 10% off. But personally, I would prefer the entries because this is a really sweet rig. If I could win it, I'm not allowed to win it. So head on over to enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Check out the free Our People t-shirt, all the other great stuff they have. Support veterans, support the January 6th prisoners, and enter to win this sweet set up full disclosure no purchase or payment of any kind is technically necessary to enter or win and making a purchase or payment will not increase your likelihood of winning so um i want to i want to point something out so we we have a i have a copy of the um trump's speech right and uh you know it's uh it's uh he had a lot of red meat did he, he also did he actually? Lot. Yeah, he did. He went off the rails a little bit. Um, that you said in the bold is the is the actual quote. So there's something I want to read to you. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that he covered in his speech. I thought it was like an hour and a half long. Was it like an hour and a half long? It, it was yeah, long. It was like I, I listened minutes. to some. In, I listened to some in the car, and then some when I got home. It was about yeah, about an hour and a half. So so he let also me did read. a ten minute press conference before, which is something that Biden never does. Go ahead. So the, there's a couple things that he said um, that I thought was interesting, right? So it, uh, he, he did touch on CRT, did touch on the 1776 commission. Um, and the first day in office, um, you know, Biden abolished that commission, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That, but he said, um, we must defend parents' rights. America's moms and dads should get a veto over anyone teaching far-left gender ideologies to their children without parental consent. So he said that. There's another thing that he said, which I thought was interesting. It says, they want to indoctrinate children to hate their parents while calling you a hateful racist. Sick. The FBI on mothers at school board meetings while they teach four-year-olds to pick their own genders. Fine for boys and men to participate in women's sports. They use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. Yeah, we they have use that the clip. legal system to pros- persecute. What's that? We have that clip. Go ahead, keep re- reading. Oh, we, we can play the clip if you want to play the clip. He's probably better coming from President Trump than it is from coming from me. Um, but he ends it well. So why don't we go ahead and play that clip? Mr. Producer, which, sure, which one is that? Uh, that's going to be cut three. Cut three. They use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. They use the legal system to persecute you. you it is a persecution. They rig elections to disenfranchise you and destroy you and ruin your lives. I've seen the anger and the hatred and the horror at the 2020 election. All the while, they claim as they are the ones defending democracy. They say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice. It's a lot of bullshit. That's what it is. It is. 
whole lot of bullshit. I mean, just think about this, Joe. We have Democrats today who apparently like nationalism, like border security, and they like arming civilians, but only in Ukraine. Not in the United States. I mean, you, you, they're, they're talking about sending $6 billion today, Joe. They're, they're looking to have an emergency vote in Congress to authorize $6 billion to fund border security, essentially, in Ukraine. But that, then that would have built the entire border wall. So no, it, it's it's completely, it's completely bogus, and they they spy on you just like it, it, none of it's real. They claim that they're defending democracy when they're the ones who are destroying small d, lowercase d, democracy. Not Trump spot on. Well, you know you know what else is spot on. And I want to, I want to put this up there because uh, I think it's important for us to do this. Um, I just found out something from one of our our listeners, and uh, this is the stuff that makes me really angry. This is the stuff that, frankly, I look at and go, how how can they do what they're doing? Max, Matt Perna, guys, I'm trying to find it. Max, maybe you could pull it up. Matt Perna, January 6th prisoner, was bullied by judiciary and by the media. Committed suicide over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, right before his sentencing. And uh, this is the evil of it, right? What's even more evil about this is that Matthew Perna didn't do anything violent was just at the Capitol. Now, Ray, what's the guy, Ray uh, Epps? Epps? Ray Epps, yeah. yeah. Ray Epps is a FBI guy. Nothing happens to Ray Epps. But this man stands up and uh, goes to the Capitol, just wants a redress of grievances, doesn't do anything violent, and uh, he committed suicide. This is a picture of Matthew Perna, a nonviolent Trump supporter who was arrested for January 6th, committed suicide, was never accused of violence or vandalism. His government targeted him and destroyed him anyway. In the end, it was too much. This is what we're up against. This is what we're up against. This is what President Trump fights against. I think the, the, things, that, the things that upset me the most about this is, because, is that they have weaponized an entire deal in order to create scarlet letters, and it is a communist regime. Like, we are dealing in communism right now across our nation. This guy just went to the Capitol to voice his disagreement with the election because it was stolen. And all the information we have say that the election was stolen. That's in the machines. Every bit of it. It's in Dominion. It's in it. We have the algorithms. We have a report that's getting ready to come out. We know that they deleted logs. We can trace it all the way back to Chris York. The machines themselves were designed to commit fraud. Max, I, I, you know, I'm sorry that I just heard about this. I'm sorry. I went, I went snowmobiling, excuse me, snowbil- snowmobiling this weekend. 
And uh, I didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about this till just now. So for those that just told me about it, thank you. It's heavy. It's really heavy. Max, you're you're muted, bro. You're muted. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it is. It happened a couple of days ago. Um, uh, it's it's super heart. It's incredibly heartbreaking. And there have been five now that are dead. And there's no reason for it at all. There's none. There's no reason for it at all. So Trump ended that bit of a speech by saying it's all bullshit. He actually keeps going after it. Oh, he does. Yes, um, he does. And I want I want to play that, but it, there's a little bit of overlap in this clip. Um, but this is what he says after he he says it's all bullshit, Mr. Producer. Let's play cut four. While they claim as they are the ones defending democracy, they say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice. It's a lot of bullshit. That's what it is. When we win, we will defeat this corrupt political establishment. We will save our republic, and we will restore constitutional government of, by, and for the people. The Washington swamp knows that we are coming to break their grip on power forever. That is why they are so desperate to stop us. They will go to any lengths. And that is why the corrupt Democrat prosecutors, an unconstitutional, unselect committee on January 6th, the unselect committee. Can you imagine a committee made of these thugs? They hate us all. Has there ever been a committee like this? The unselect committee. I think that was my term. I think I came up with it first. I'm very proud of many of our terms. But they're continuing their evil and demented persecution of me, my family, my staff, my supporters, and you. It's the same witch hunt that's been going on since day one, since actually the day that I came down the escalator with our great future First Lady. Yeah, you're, you're muted again, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I, I mute myself during the clips so people don't hear me coughing. Um, yeah. Going to take a real quick break and, and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for medical reasons. We don't get to choose how we go to the hospital, where or, or when a disaster strikes. And you'd be shocked to learn just how many people are airlifted from the suburbs or even the cities just because traffic is really bad. It's expensive. Different parts of the country can cost 40, 50, upwards of 60 grand in some cases to get airlifted to a hospital. But when you sign up with Aramid Care Network, you won't pay one penny for that flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. It starts at just $85 a year. That covers your whole household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. They're going to give you up to $50 back. So he, he lays it out that this unselect committee of all Democrats, no Republicans, are continuing to go after him, his family, his staff, and he, then he said the rest of us, which is true. 
I mean, what we just saw, that heartbreaking re reporting on Matt Perna committing suicide, he's not, if they keep this up, it won't be the last. He won't be the last one. I mean, people can only take so much. People can only be vilified for so much. But, the, but they're going to turn, they're, they're going to turn and it's going to end up not being about taking their own life, but taking others' lives. And people are forming across the nation together and saying, look, we've had enough. Um, and, and then an, another thing that came out, Max, is that, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but Chicago denied entry of the truckers in Illinois. They, they denied the truckers entry into Illinois. Did you hear that? Hear about that? No, no. Yeah. The, the trucker convoy um, getting into Chicago was denied entry, so they had to go around. Think about that. It doesn't surprise me. How are you going to tell people they can't drive on a road? How are you going to do that? can't. You can't, especially when they're driving the speed limit. But they did it. This is the country we live in right now. This is the country that we live in. There's a lot of other things that he talked about that I thought was interesting. You know, Max, in Cut 5, he talks about this patriots like you. Can we play Cut 5? Yeah, he says patriots, it's patriots like all of us that are going to have to be the ones who save the country. Yeah. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut five. It was patriots like you that built this country, and it's patriots like you that are going to save our country. So to all of those who think that they can coerce and subjugate the citizens of this land, hear these words. From me tonight, the people of America will not surrender our borders. We will not surrender our culture. We will not surrender our faith. We will not surrender our values. We will not surrender our history. We will not surrender our liberty. And above all, we will not surrender our children to the small band of bullies and extremists who want to tell everyone else what to do. You know, it, it, was, it was a treasure trove of information over the last, over that 90 minutes. Yeah. And we, And, and you, you, you go through some of the stuff that he said, and I'm just looking at the notes right now, and I'm going to go back and listen to it, and people are saying, hey, Liz, Joe, why didn't you listen to it before? I didn't have time to. I was having fun. I needed to get away for a bit, so I went snowmobiling in the middle of a steamboat in powder that was literally four and a half feet deep. So you'd fall in this powder, and you'd jump stuff, and you'd come down in, like a pillow. I'm jealous. Okay. What, it, it, what, it, I found, what I found is helpful is if you watch it on YouTube or whatever, Go to two times speed so you can get through all the long applauses because when you do, then it's just a 45 minute. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Because it cuts in half. Yeah. I mean, the applause, you tell people to hold the applause, but it didn't happen very, very often. But yeah, it was a great speech. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that he said that, um, that I thought was interesting is that he called out all of the corruption. And he, here's something that you guys need to know. And Max, I think we have to we have to cover this for a minute. And that is Ukraine versus Russia, right? Can you systematically be for both while being against both? Is that possible, or does it make me bipolar? 
Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's possible. But you can. You can. You can. You can be a trailblazer. So I'm trying to pull down a. I can be a trailblazer. I mean, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. But I, I wanna. I wanna pull down. Um, the information related to Ukraine. And there's a video, Mr. Producer, did you see that video? Can you, can you pull down that video? It's on my telegram and it's, it's, uh, Putin talking about George Soros and George Soros talking about the fact that Ukraine is an open quote unquote open society. Max, do you know what happens when you go to George Soros's website? No, I don't, I don't frequent it. Can't say that I do. Well, in this, it was on the first page. They, they had a deal in here where it says that, um, that, that, that we need to legalize prostitution across the world. That was his number one goal was to legalize abortion, or prostitution across the world. And uh, do you have it yet? Let's see if you have it. Most recent post, 50 seconds. Yes, that's it. Do you want to put, do you have it up? Okay, let's go ahead and listen to this. This is uh, Putin giving an interview. There is such a person in the United States, Mr. Soros, who interferes in affairs all over the world. I often hear from my American friends that America as a state has nothing to do with his activities. There are rumors circulating now that Mr. Soros is planning to make the euro highly volatile. Experts are already discussing this. Ask the State Department why he is doing this. The State Department will say that it has nothing to do with these activities. Rather, it is Mr. Soros' private affair. With us, it is Mr. Prigozhin's private affair. This is my answer. Are you satisfied with it? Okay, you can turn this part off. <laughs> but, uh, Max, what, he, what he's basically saying is, is that this guy meddles and he plays the puppet master across the entire globe. And the U.S. State Department says nothing. And, and you'd, you'd have people say Putin's a bad guy. Maybe. Maybe the elections in, in Russia are all a sham too. Maybe that's true. But it'd be hard to align, align yourself with, and, and frankly, one of the things that, that Trump said in this, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Producer, I think that that's what he said, is that Putin's kind of smart and NATO not so smart. Right? Well, well yeah, what he, he said, he the, Sorry, yeah, the full, the, that, that's the way the media is running with the different headlines. The yeah. full context of it is that Biden's so dumb. Of course, Putin's smart. He took advantage of him. The media is right. running it that he's praising Putin, saying, oh, he's a genius. Well, nobody's, loves Putin. N- nobody, nobody praises Putin. But at the same time, Ukraine's government has been used as a mafia against the entire globe. It's been, it's been the epicenter of all the corruption that happens in almost every country. You can't argue with that. You, you can't. I mean, I'd like, to, I'd like to be able to say, you know what, maybe that's, maybe that's not true, right? Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe we're talking about people that are, 
maybe 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 that's not the case. Maybe, I mean, let's hypothetically say that all this is just a crazy dictator that came out of nowhere and says, "I want to take over another country." It seems pretty far fetched. I mean, even for Putin, it seems far fetched. Because why would he? Except he's doing it. What is he doing? Taking over another country. Okay. And for what reason? Well, he claims it's to denazify it. He claims it's to denazify it. So is that something that's actually happening there? I mean, it's a nationalist, socialist environment. I'm sure they have, Nazis. Sure they have Nazis in different places. Um, but the, 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 the claims that he's making to justify what... I mean, there are videos of Russian soldiers who have surrendered who didn't even realize they were going to war. They were told that they were on exercises and didn't realize that they crossed into Ukrainian territory until people started shooting at them. So th there's <laughs> even his own army true? doesn't really know. You what think that's doing. true, though? I mean, they, I mean, do you think it's true? I mean, I mean this, is a, this is a conversation we have to have. Yeah, do you do. think it's true? Why, why do you think it's true? Uh, when did you decide to listen to the media one time and say that they're truthful when 99% of the time they haven't been truthful? Did they grow no, a conscience I overnight? I don't get this from the media. I don't get this from the media. I'm, I'm watching the actual videos getting posted online from people in Ukraine. But it is from the media. No, I'm, I'm literally, I mean, I guess social media, I'm pulling it directly from their accounts. I'm not Who do you think these people work for? You think it's just people that are just, you think it's just people that just posted? They're just posting this out there because they lot, have it? A lot of them are, yeah. A how lot of how do you know? What is, I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. watching videos of what's happening. Like, and you're, you're just yes, saying, you're, you're thinking that this person is just someone random that just happens to have this video that they're on, they're on exercises. I think that unlike other countries where you had people who didn't have cell phones, everyone in Ukraine has a cell phone. So there's lots of these videos coming up. I mean, if, if you're talking about Petro Poroshenko, I 100% agree with you. The guy's corrupt as hell, right? He, he deserved to go. Zelensky beat him by something like 50%. He won like 75% to 25%. So like, if you're talking about Petro Poroshenko and, and his corrupt administration, absolutely. 100% agree with you. That means Zelensky was an actor. He was a, he was a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. He ran, he ran opposed to the in power party. Right. That, okay. That's not to say that there aren't there aren't still elements within the government that were left over. There absolutely were, right? But Zelensky is not Poroshenko. My my conversation he, my conversation still you don't know, you just don't know, Max. You don't know. You you know the the thing that you just saw. You just and again, this is that whole you know being a critical thinker and looking past and saying well, why the why what's the why and they go after Putin and say and and this is not apologizing for Putin because frankly. You know, leaders across the globe are, by definition, very self-centered, very power-hungry, people looking for power and authority. They just are. Trump was an anomaly. And, and frankly, it's not because he doesn't have a thirst for power. He just already had it. He's looking more at legacy now. So he looks backwards and said, okay, what's my legacy going forward? That, it's not a very, it doesn't happen very often. But if you, if you look at, at Putin, there's no difference between Putin and Zelensky or um, uh, uh, what's the clown up in 
Justin Trudeau, there's not a lot of difference in how they justify their actions towards the people. There just isn't. I, I don't, I, you're going to have to explain because because what you're talking about is not any of the stuff I've read about Zelensky. Like Vladimir Putin was former KGB. He's okay. been in power at the head of Russia for 12 years. When he was term limited out as, what was he, prime minister, they changed the constitution so he could be president and have all his old powers back. Right. The, in the last election where it actually looked like he might get a get kind of uh, some pushback from another candidate, the other candidate ends up being poisoned. And, and when you, he finally you, makes it back to Russia, he's thrown in prison. So th there's a very big difference between that and a guy who ran against the actual corrupt politician, Poroshenko, who is currently on house arrest and he had to be let out of house arrest so he could fight to defend Kiev. Um, I, I think there's a big difference. You're not you're not going to find in Zelensky's history that he's a former KGB guy. We don't he's know. He's been in power twelve years. No, oh, but, but that, you say you, you say that he's not that he's KGB. So what's the difference between KGB and CIA? Uh, historically, there's a pretty big difference. Well, what's the difference between someone being KGB? What's the difference? There's a there's a sizable difference between what the KGB has done. I mean, yeah, they, CIA's done. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't even. What's that? The, the CIA has done effed up shit too. But F you're not going to you have mean like me, killed millions of people like in the Middle East. You're not going to have me sit here and say, oh, the KGB is the same as the CIA. It's not. Even on the CIA's <laughs> worst day, the KGB, the KGB is like, oh, that, that's that's no big deal. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, I, it, uh, you're not going to have me defend the KGB. It's just never going to happen. I didn't, I didn't defend the KGB. That's not what I was doing. And again, you do the same thing that the left does. And I think that I, I want everybody to understand this. I want everybody to understand this. I, I came on the show because, frankly, I, 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 think, I think my time has run out. I think my time has run out because I just, I don't, there, there's, there's, everyone knows better except for the guy that was on the ground and got to see things and is talking to people in Ukraine. Like, I'm, I'm actually talking to people in Ukraine. I'm talking to actual citizens in Ukraine who... Go against what you're saying, Max. Go against this kind of wide narrative, what I call a psyops. And that's, that's yeah. all well and good. No, but like literally, you you were on vacation this weekend. I've been watching this all weekend long. Like you can you can be talking to people. That's fine, but don't come in here and say that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I'm just not well informed because I've been following this for the entire weekend. And so that like, makes you like, more informed than the people that are on the ground. We can have a disagreement. Yeah. But whenever we have a disagreement, it always comes back to, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, Joe, respectfully, you got to stop doing that. We can, we can disagree on this. That's perfectly fine. But when the disagreement <laughs> becomes, Max, you don't know what you're talking about, that's not okay. It just isn't. Like, yeah. I, I was trying to steer away from this topic today because we don't agree on it. And that's fine. We cannot agree on it. No, but the way you but, put it is that you're, you're right and the KGB and the CIA are different. They're not different. They're not different. They are very different. They are, How? The KGB is very different. How? <laughs> the, KGB, the KGB has assassinated far more people than the CIA ever could have even dreamed of. I mean, the, the KGB is not is indefensible. It just is. It is not even in the same league as even the most corrupt people in the CIA. It just I, isn't. I don't even know. To I don't this even day, the KGB. Say. I don't know what to say either. I mean, this is why I try to avoid this topic this morning. 
because we don't agree. That's fine. But we don't agree on this. You, you think that the CIA has killed less people than the KGB? I think that the CIA has deliberately assassinated fewer people than the KGB. Absolutely. Not, that's not the same as kill more people. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I would put them all in the same little bucket, but I would tell you that the sovereignty of nations has never been respected by the intelligence community in our country. And until you've seen entire generations lose their lives because the CIA comes in and plants and, dis and creates distrust and, and destroys entire nations, because that does happen. Yeah. So how, how in the world would the KGB, because, because our government tells us differently? I mean, this is where you get to where you, uh, being on the ground, being on the ground is, is, is literally more valuable. What, listening to people on the ground that are Ukrainian saying, Joe... I have to tell you, it literally is like the mafia in Ukraine. It's the mafia. There's no other way to describe it. It literally is the playground of some of the most evil people out there. And that the amount of human trafficking and the amount of just really bad things that happen to average everyday citizens is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And that's from Ukrainians, people that are on the ground. It's not some TikTok video. It's people that are living it, that have lived their entire lives. And we sit there and go, we create this propaganda, and somewhere along the line, we're the moral authority as a country against Russia. And this is where I tell people to think critically and at least open your eyes. At least, at least give yourself an opportunity to say, what if? What if what I'm reading is just another part of the narrative that they've created? We wake up one day and we talk about things. And Max, this isn't about me and you disagreeing. And, it, and frankly... There's probably a healthy medium that we probably agree with in the middle, right? We, we agree with those things. But, but as, as you walk down this path, it's really hard to trust the media in any respect. It's really hard to say, okay, here's the, the first mile, and this is right, but this mile, this back mile is not right. Like this mile right here, uh, you know, th this mile, we're going we're gonna to have to say that, yes, we're going to stand with Ukraine. But this other mile, yeah, that we know that they're lying. We know that they're trying to, to, to fool us. So we're picking and choosing factual basis without any understanding of what the reality is on the ground. Zelensky, I'll use that as an example, said that he's out and about and running through the streets and standing up. He's not. <laughs> he's not. And by the way, if it's so free, then why do most people in Ukraine not have the ability to have internet? Did you know that? Yeah, th that can all be well and good, but that doesn't justify Russia invading the country. Like, Russia is not invading the country to bring broadband. Like, Russia is not br invading the country to make I the can't. government less corrupt. If Russia installs their leader, it's not going to all of a sudden be a Boy Scout. Right? <sighs> I mean, they're looking for a puppet state. They're looking for a new Belarus. They'll do whatever they want to do. So, no, I mean, like, every, all of the, everything you're saying can be good and, tr and true, Right, that does not justify anything that Russia is doing. It just doesn't. You know, I was talking any about. Metric. I was talking about before anyone else was really talking about it. Before it was like even popular. I was talking about back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Before it was even populist thing that we should never be in the Middle East. I was talking about it. I'm like, we shouldn't be here. We're actually creating a whole new, we're a whole new generation of terrorists. We're killing people's families. It was really unpopular. 
And if you remember, Max, I wrote an article about this where I was coming back in from from Canada. I was I volunteered at the uh, Young Life facility um, up in on an island um, in Canada, and I was coming back through the border, and they. <laughs> they literally interrogated my in-laws, went through my computer, took po- copies of my credit cards, asked them how well they knew me, right? Treated me like a terrorist because I was speaking out against what was happening in the Middle East because I was there. It wasn't very popular. Now, if you fast forward into, into where we are today, how popular is it that we should have never gone into the Middle East? It's pretty popular, both on the right and the left. Most Americans say, that, look, they're not, there's no better off. There's just a lot of oil that disappeared from that area. A lot of oil, a lot of natural resources, a lot of lithium that disappeared. And so the, the reason why I bring this up is because it's, it's important that, you know, we, we now are being divided by optics. They are literally trying to get everyone on the side of Ukraine in the entire country Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up the post that I just I just sent you in Slack. Max, did you see this? Yeah, this is from that. George Soros. I have witnessed Ukraine transform from a collapsed part of the Soviet Union to a liberal democracy and an open society. It has faced countless acts of Russian aggression, but has persisted. And if you go down further. He goes, brave Ukrainians are now on the front line and risking their lives in an onslaught that reminds me of the siege of Budapest in 1944 and the siege of Sarane- Sarajevo. Sarajevo, sorry, in 1993. It is important that both the transatlantic alliance, the United States, Canada, and European Union, and the United Kingdom, but also other nations, do whatever is in their power to support Ukraine in its time of existential threat. Existential threat. And go up a little more. Putin's actions are a direct attack on the sovereignty of all states that were once in the Soviet Union and beyond. Russia is in clear violation of the United Nations Charter and should be held accountable. Allowing Putin to succeed in his quest will send a message across the world that nations can simply be created or dissolved by brute force. We must stand with Ukraine as they stand for us. If, if you go to the, you, George Soros' website, if you, if you go to it, it... it his organization is called the Open Society Foundation. How, Max, can I stand with someone who has destroyed so many countries across the globe? I mean, he's destroying I them. I don't understand. What do you how, do you stand, stand how do you stand side by side with a guy like George Soros, who, who basically is, that's his playground. You can't, Ukraine is his playground. I, I still don't understand. I mean, George Soros feeling one particular way about an issue doesn't require that anyone feel agree with him on, on anything else. Or, I mean, what, what do I do? Anytime George Soros comes out on an issue, I take the opposite position. It's entirely possible that George Soros and I can have an opinion on something that might be the same. I'm not just, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, George Soros is a terrible dude, right? We, we've covered him on this show tons of times. And as you just showed in that clip that Putin was, that he, he interferes with, with governments, not only around the world, but also with, throughout the United States, local governments, state governments, the federal government. That's all true, right? The fact that Joe, George Soros happens to say something that at this moment in time I agree with doesn't mean I'm going to change my opinion. It's just not. Well, I mean, the first part of that, he's talking about the siege of Budapest. <laughs> I mean, so you don't want to talk about anything you don't agree with. And I, I want to show you something else if I can. Mr. Producer, the second picture is what I want to put up first. 
so do you know who Klitschko is, the, the boxer, yeah. right? Yeah, heavy, heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. So, Mr. Producer, put the one up that says, Dear Devin. Do you know where this came from in 2015? I don't know. I don't know. This is the first time I'm looking at it. What is so, this? So, Zelensky was, was elected when? 2019. Okay. If you look in here... Vadim uh, Poshorsky, Poshorsky, important update, Klitschko on the board. So this is Dear Devin, when you have time today, please give me a call since we have a lot of important issues to touch base on. Below is a tentative list of issues for us to go through. Kerry fundraiser, donation, invitation. That's John Kerry, by the way. Um, uh, Nicolay's visa, Homeland Security Department issue. Uh, Pmex. Uh, Caratube, Tang, MOU with, I think it's the Kazakhstan government, I think, and then the Burnham Energy Fund. And then it goes through name, concept, structure, board of director members, Devin Hunter, title, financial implications, creative plan, tentative schedule for the next six months, et cetera, X Shell project. And then finally, very good news, Klishko confirms that he will be on board in our geothermal European project. So this is an email um, on Hunter Biden's laptop. And if you go to the next one, Mr. Producer, and guys, the reason why I'm saying this is, and here you go, here's, here's Hunter Biden saying, uh, Alex, you should uh, with Kalishko, the boxer candidate who was a central leader in the overthrow, <laughs> not just a boxer, Yanakovich. He has more than anyone seemed to have real, I can't read, I don't have my glasses, legitimacy across all reformist factions and would be a great source of intel on the legitimacy of our Nick and his operation. If it was amenable, he would also be a great person to let know that we are supportive of Nick because we believe it is essential to maintain and increase the current levels of domestic gas production as a bulwark against RU aggression. He was someone that both you and me, uh, were someone both you and me going to meet. And it has Biden's stuff on it. You know, I think that uh, as you start to look at, uh, as you start to look into this, it's a little bit deeper. It's hard to ignore the playground that's been created in Ukraine. And and again, I, I feel for the Ukrainian people, but how, how do we how do we not become curious in this in this instance, Max? How do we how do we just say, look, we don't want to we don't wanna dig any deeper. I don't want any more. I don't want to go any deeper than where we are right now. H how do we do that? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't dig any deeper. It's just, I mean, I, it's the first time I'm seeing that. That's interesting. Um, I'm not a, like a Klitschko fan. I'm not a fanboy of him. Um, I didn't ask you so if you're I a fanboy. I'm, I'm trying to show you these are these are real things. I mean, that's Hunter Biden okay. having Klitschko uh, serve on his board. Okay. Okay. So, so you, you have to look I, at the connections holistically to what we're looking at and say to yourself, okay, if Soros is for it and you got Hunter Biden in the middle of it and you have the Bidens and the Clintons, you know, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do we walk away from this? How do we walk away from it and say, oh, it, it's, it's just, it, the, the, all of those facts don't matter. And I think that's the issue is that I'm saying that they do matter. Yeah, I mean, all that can be true. Does not give Russia any legitimate cause to invade Ukraine. It doesn't just doesn't like there are missiles hitting 
hitting apartment complexes, hitting hospitals, hitting kindergartens. It's just, it's not legitimacy. This is not why Russia is invading Ukraine. Russia is not invading Ukraine to bring less corruption to Ukraine. It is not. How do you know that's not the case? I'm not saying it is because the case. I'm saying how every, do you know it's every not country the case? that they've gone into and installed their own government, it's made it more corrupt, not less. Which countries? Uh, you got you got Crimea, you got the eastern parts of Ukraine, you got Georgia, South South Ossetia, I mean Belarus, all the places that they've installed their puppets, it's made the country more corrupt, not less. Just, so so is this just a the the lesser of two evils then? I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, sure. I mean, R Ukraine can be doing some bad. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, yeah, go, Russia, go. Wait, that's I mean, not what it, I said. <laughs> that's not I'm, what I said. I'm not saying you said it. I'm saying that's not what I would say. Okay. And I'm, I'm not rooting for Russia. There's there is zero le <laughs> legitimacy to the Russian invasion. And that's not just like, oh, Max the Soros guy. I look at it through a very simple lens. I mean, I okay. go all the way back to Augustine and Aquinas looking at just war theory. This is not a just war. It isn't. It will never be a just war. And any kind of no. any attempt to no, give but, justification but wars, to it wars, wars aren't justified not. at all anyway. Uh, I would disagree with that. I mean, most of the most modern wars, I mean, uh, with the exception of like the Nazis invading countries, I mean, most wars that we've gone through with, I, not really Vietnam, but there have been many wars that can be looked at through the lens of Augustine or, or Aquinas's just war theory, and, it, and you can make an argument for it. Okay. All right. So, so put up this. Put up the last one I put up, Mr. Producer. How do you explain this? I mean, again, I, I want to dig into it. I, and, if I, and if I find out that I'm, I'm unfortunately on the side of George Soros, so be it, but I can't. So this is a contribution by individuals of more than 50,000 of the Clinton Foundation from 1999 to 2014 by nationality of donor. What do you see there? Who's the number one donor? Okay, it's Ukraine. Okay, go take it down, Mr. Producer. But if Russia invaded England, would you be like, oh, yeah, England deserved it because no. England no, I wouldn't. had a bunch of donors no. to the Clinton Foundation? No. Then that's, no, a, I, that's an irrelevant but, but, graph. But that's, no, it's not. It's not irrelevant. It's only relevant because you, you want it to be irrelevant. What well, I'm no, trying to point it's to... Just, it's not actually connecting any any dots. It's like, okay, so there is a very wealthy class in Ukraine that has donated, what was it, $10 million to Clinton Foundation? Okay, that's that deserves investigation. But in a conversation on whether or not like Ukraine deserves to be invaded or whether the invasion is just, that is irrelevant. It is. Okay. So let me, let me take you back to something else, okay? Because I think this is all just kind of rounds it out. When President Trump came out on what we all saw on, on November 3rd, 3rd of November, when President Trump came out and said the election was stolen on, and said, hey, look, we have some major problems in the election, that was November 4th, right? On November 3rd, the night of November 3rd, did not everyone, literally everyone, I think it was everyone, their eyes were deceived. And, and literally, it was mad, they had to get behind it. They had to get, get ahead of it really quickly because on November 4th, people were like, that, that, what happened? There were pictures that were showing up of half votes and you know, fractionalized votes and votes that would flip. It would show Biden and Trump and it would flip like right in the middle of it to be boop. And they would just flip right over. Right. So we saw that happen all over the place. <laughs> well, they said that the next day, the next day, they said it was the safest and most secure election in U.S. history. Would you say that? Yeah. 
And then they tried to, to bullnose it into, you have to support this. And, and look, it was, it was November 6th, three days later, no one was talking about any of the election companies. They just weren't. They were talking about an update that was done here in Georgia, but no one was focusing in on the election companies. Matter of fact, I'd be, I, you'd be hard-pressed to say that anyone even knew how elections worked. Would, isn't that kind of true? They didn't know how they worked? Yeah. All right. The next day, they said it was the safest and most secure election in the U.S. That's not true. November 5th, two days later, they said that. Right. And here and here we are. We've been able to go through this process over the last two years. And where are we? Where are we as a country? We're more educated. We have more information. But they, they tried to convince us overnight that this is right. This is right. This is right. And all of those people, all of those people seem to collide and say, oh, they all came together. The left and the right, the, the wings of the birds touched. And they said, oh. And, and you have Barr that's running away from Trump saying, oh, we just need to get away from Trump. If not Trump, who? Because the left and the right collided and said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. The elections are very secure. Do you believe that they're secure, Max? Do you in your heart of hearts believe they're secure? No. So what I'm saying is I just want to have the conversation about it. I want to dig below the surface. I want to talk about Ukraine I don't want anybody to die. I pray for the people of Ukraine. The, the, the guy that I talked to a couple days ago on Saturday, he's not leaving. He's in Kiev. He's not leaving. He's like, this is my home. I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that this cleansing, he calls it a cleansing. I'm hoping that this cleansing will be, bring a better government. He goes, but I'm not optimistic. <laughs> he actually said, Russia is no better than, than Ukraine. The Ukrainian government and the Russian government doesn't matter. But one of the things that he said that I thought was interesting, that I think we should, that we should be able to have a discussion about, is whether or not the people in Ukraine are being controlled by corruption inside of Ukraine or they're being controlled by corruption outside of Ukraine. And he's like, at least if Russia's here, it's Russian corruption. <laughs> it's not American corruption pushing down on and oppressing the people of another nation and not respecting the sovereignty of that nation and getting involved in our politics and stealing our elections. That's, that's his, that's the way he sees things. And I asked, asked him if he'll come on the show. Will you come on the show and say those things? And we're working on, Mr. Producer Wright, we're going to work on getting him on, on here where we black out his face a little bit. He's having trouble with internet. You can't get internet. But I want to have the conversation. I want to be able to say, I want to be able to say that, hey, listen, sorry, I was looking at the time. I want to be able to say that, that this is the case. Max, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to fight with you over this stuff. I just want to be curious. And look, if there's an opportunity where you're right, great. I'll come on here and I'll say, Max is right. But the further I dig into it, the harder it becomes for me to say, which devil? Which devil? Is it, is it the devil I know or the devil I don't know? Or is it maybe it's the devil I don't know and the devil I don't know? And it, you know, I, I have a hard time looking at this and going that I have to support the media or, you know, and, and frankly, that I can have the same opinion as you. But I also want to lift my feet out of the sand and say, oh, and I'm not going to dig in. I'm not going to dig in. I can't dig in. I got I to gotta at least give myself the opportunity to see it from every perspective. But the second that I even mention that, hey, I'm with Russia on this one. 
I mention it, I get, I get canceled by the very people. And by the way, we're not in war with them. We're not in the middle of the war. We're on the outside. We, we get nothing from Ukraine, by the way, just, just so you know. We get, we get programmers from Ukraine. But, but there is no vast GDP that flows into um, the United States. There just isn't. There's oil that flows into the United States from Russia. But there's not a whole lot of, of resources that flows into the United States from Ukraine. just isn't. It's de minimis. And so as I look at it, where are we? Who do we support? But I got canceled by people that say you cannot support Russia. Well, what kind of country are we in right now if you can't support Russia? And by the way, it's not just the, the left that's doing it. It's people on the right. Cancel culture just sets right in and we just say, hey, look, we're going to shut him up. I think if you if you look more into it, you'll find that the people of Russia, after Vladimir Putin was reelected, felt very similar to the way we felt after the 2020 election. Yep. That in their heart of hearts, they know that Vladimir Putin should not have won with as big of a margin as he claimed victory in and that it was rigged. Um, so I have no I have no hatred for the Russian people. I said this on the podcast uh, last week. That of all the Russian people I've met, most of them have been nice. There was one bad apple, but no country's perfect. Um, I, every every Ukrainian that I've ever problem, met are amazing, right? But go yeah, ahead. The, the problem is the problem is with Vladimir Putin. The problem is with the oligarchs. The problem is, is with the people who have <laughs> stolen the wealth from the rest of the country. I mean, it's communism by another name. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if, if you're asking me which side do I support? Do I support Vladimir Putin that legitimate, like illegitimately seized power, been implicated in poisoning his his opposition, throwing his opposition in jail, stuffing ballot boxes? Like there are videos of them stuffing ballot boxes, not even like electronic. They do it the old school way. They kick everyone out and they just start pushing ballots into ballot boxes. Yeah. Do I support that guy or do I support the Ukrainian side where, yeah, Zelensky is the perfect guy? No. But I know that he ran against the most corrupt candidate that they had. I know Zelensky wanted to end the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, and he wanted to engage in dialogue. I mean, the only reason that they are they haven't been overrun yet is because of what Poroshenko did, upgrading Ukraine's military. Right? That wasn't Zelensky's doing. If Zelensky had his way, they would they would have probably lost a long time ago. Now he's trying to rise to the occasion now. Um, but no, I, I know that Zelensky won with something like seventy-five percent of the vote after a two-tier ballot system. The first time, the first ballot, he only got 30% of the vote. Once yep. they whittled it down to two candidates, he got almost 75% of the vote. So that wasn't ballot stuffing, that wasn't fraud, that was just the two-tier ballot system. So yeah, no, I mean, I look at this and it's very hard to, to in any way come down the side of Russia, both in terms of the illegitimacy of the invasion and the illegitimacy of the man ordering it. Yeah, well, I think that uh, I think that if you were to ask people in Russia, and I have a friend named Jacob who moved here 20 years ago, and he's, his entire family is in Russia, but if you were to ask him that same question, he would tell you that the people of Russia re-elected Putin, and maybe they stole the election still, but the people of Russia re-elected Putin because instability in Russia has been the thing they feared most. And so people are like, the devil I know. They will literally say this. The devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. And I'd rather have a strong leader than a weak leader. And as a result... That's all true. So, so, he's so still the, a devil at the end of the day. 
but but yeah, I mean, but, but what, what devils are we dealing with now, though, Max? And and I think the the important part of this is not to to disagree. And I want to go back to what my pastor said this morning, which I thought was interesting. He said, Joe. We can agree on 99% of the time. We disagree on one thing, and the friendship's over. And I went, he's right. We, we find the one thing to disagree on, and then we just basically make that the hill to die on. I don't want to die on the hill. I just want to, I want to be introspective about it. I want to look back and say, how can I support both? How can I support the people of Russia, and how can I support the people of Ukraine? But how can I also look at the national interest of the people in the United States and having free and fair elections, and the fact that they use this as a playground in order to steal everything that is anything as far as opportunities for people in the United States. And, and that's the only place that I look at. I just look at it from that perspective, from that lens. And so for, for me, that's, what, that, that, that's why it's important. And guys, you're going to have to add in the uh, ads, by the way, the ad reads. Max, I think you could do this afterwards. But we're out of time. Yeah. But I'll give you the last word, and then I'll, re I'll do a readout. Soften up well, no, I mean, things I said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinions, yeah. and I don't particularly care what your opinion is. Um, there are well, some things true. I know I'm not going to change your mind on, um, and that's that, fine. That's not true, because um, there's not a time that I, I don't care what your opinion is. Whether or not it changes your mind, it doesn't well, make I it. Mean, I, you're, yeah, no, I mean, it, I don't take it personally if you disagree with me. Right. I, 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 don't take, I don't lose sleep at night if right. Joe disagrees on Ukraine policy. I don't. Um, I don't know if... if the people in the comment section are putting on putting on a little bit of a show with it, but I I would venture to say that they're, they're all not saying the same thing. Or disagreeing yeah, with me either, right? Um, but they're not. They're not. Nobody in the the section or excuse me, the comments is saying anything bad. They're either agreeing or disagreeing with you. Yeah, the the brutality of Putin though, and that's something that I I simply can never can never get on the same side as. I can never endorse. I can never support. I mean, he when he meets his maker, it's going to be a very tough judgment. Yeah, you know. Right? And when I meet and when yeah. I meet my maker, I I vehemently believe that I I don't want anything to do with what he did. Yeah. So that's my final comment. Yeah. So we're out of time. Um, you know, I I think that I I I want I want everybody to understand that. Look, we we have to be able to have these healthy debates. We have to be able to be introspective. We have to be able to dig in. Putin. Zelensky, I think it's a, the devil and the devil, frankly. And I think that they've, they've done a lot of, of destroying of, of trust across the globe with most nations. And it starts and ends with people in position of power and authority and the evil that's crept into our government and how big it's gotten because there's no accountability in it. So we're out of time. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow Conservative Daily on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. If you want to just watch us on the audio version, you can reach us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Give it, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Um, share this episode with someone that needs to hear it or would enjoy this message. If you need a reminder, when we go live, text word FREEDOM to 89517 and sign up for our text word system. Use the link in our description to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast so you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily. My name is Joe Oltman. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>